Quick shout out to our patrons, Callie Harlan, Timothy O'Keefe, Wicked Encounters, Inai Ravid, and Alex Peltier. I'm just saying, if you would accessorize even just a little, you would... Charles, your recorder? What? Again? Ugh, damn things. How long has it been on? No idea. Not long. I just finished up a file before you barged in here. Did you forget to turn it off? No. Plus, this is my personal one, since it's marked, you know, personal. Mine have been acting up ever since the police station. Mine too, actually. Eli also mentioned one of his kept shutting off on him. <sighs> Damn it. It's not that big of a deal. Where are the spares? That's the issue. We don't have any here. Not since we all have two of them now. All right, I'll just run to the store and pick- uh, That won't work. Clearmind sent me an email a few days back. Company policy states we have to use materials provided. Uh, before you say anything, I found that suspicious too. It's an odd rule. Plus, the timing of the email was too coincidental. H-Gray already checked, and they aren't bugged. It's just clear minds being clear minds. Now he is down one. Turns out he is great at taking things apart. Putting them back together, however, not so much. I'm also expecting to get a warning. You used one you brought from home for a while. So what, we have to suffer with these broken things? Can't you just order more or something? I... already did. And you couldn't have led with that, Charles? I ordered them the second day we got here, it's just... That long? What was that, a month ago? Twenty-two days. We have to keep up appearances. I couldn't just request they send them here, so I... Sent them to the office, which you don't want to go back to. Right. Alright, I'll go. Donahue, you don't have to do that. Charles, it's really no big deal. You're adjusting well, but I get it if it's too much. Going back to the place that opened your eyes can be tough. After all, it took me years to come back here. I'll take Eli. He said something about missing Greg. Two birds with one stone and whatnot. Thank you, Donahue. Of course. If you need to leave for any reason, feel free to use one of the spare cars in the garage. Alright, back to work. According to the research attached, no Cyrus Circus was ever confirmed for that venue, or any other for that matter, by city officials. Yet, Dr. Olin also attached what seems to be a flyer, specifically advertising the Hall of Mirrors. It's faded, looking decades old. If I would have to guess, I would... Oh. Come in. Talbot, good news. I... Wait, are you working? Uh, yes. I'm assuming you just finished up yourself? Yeah, we... <clears throat> We're out of... Avocados? Do you mean arugula? Yeah, that. Understood. Dr. Charles Talbot recording for personal records. The date is uh, September 13th, 2022. Dumbest code word ever. How are we supposed to slip arugula into conversation casually? It was Donahue's idea. He can be persistent. It's obvious, is all I'm saying. Noted. What's going on? One of Olin's contacts reached out to me. We have a meeting. 
<laughs> That's great news. Uh, when? Now. What? Like, now? Now? Yeah. Well, as soon as I get there. Where's Donahue? I'll need him. He knows how to use a gun, and he's clearly good at hand-to-hand combat. He... He went back to the office with Eli to get backup recorders, and I guess to visit Greg? All right. You'll have to do. Let's go. I'm sorry. What? Uh, Can't you just wait for him to come back? No. This contact, they... They don't like to be kept waiting. It's no big deal. We go in, have a conversation, and get out. Simple. You just said that you needed Donahue because he can fight, because he can use a gun, I- Talbot, we need this. We won't get another shot. I can't do it alone. (sighs) Fine. Gotta hand it to Donahue. He's got good taste in cars. Don't tell him I said that. Hmm. Look, I get it. You feel like the very ground just opened up at your feet. Everything is crumbling around you, and you just barely manage to grab onto something that keeps you from falling into the abyss. You know that you're still going down that hole, but at least you feel like you have some bearing. Something that gives you a bit of control, even if you feel like you're slipping inch by inch. Oh, what? The thing is, that hole will always be there. It's not closing back up. Real motivating. Uh, My point is, you don't have to struggle against the gravity of the situation by yourself. If you take a moment to look around, you'll see the hands of your friends. Talbot, this is me extending that hand. How can I help? (laughs) Help? I... I don't know. You wouldn't have to have a file on you, would you? I left my spare in my other jacket. That wasn't a joke, was it? How would that be a joke? I don't have a file, but I've lived half of them. You want to hear one? Please. At this point, any distraction is welcome. Alright. Okay. I got one. The day started like any other day I wasn't on the case. Rain pattered gently on the window outside. A cigarette hung off my lips, and my feet were kicked back on my desk. In one hand rested an old case file. The type of case where everything that could go wrong did. And then some. In my other hand, I cradled a bottle of whiskey. No matter which way I looked at the file, I saw the same thing. Any rational person would say that the case was doomed from the start. A bad egg. No way anyone could have seen how it would unfold. I'm not always rational though, so I began to pick apart exactly where things turned sideways. I took a final swig. That old case file needed two bottles at least. Uh, empty. My gaze drifted to my window. I let my eyes spill across the landscape. The rain fell like a curtain, turning streets into ribbons of gray that laced themselves into a complex pattern. 
Shadows of alleys created a stark contrast from the countless people that walked the city streets. Alleyways that I knew held an untold number of monsters. Still, it was my day off. Another day, another time, I thought. I needed the break, and my glass needed to be filled. And the deluge had plenty to fill it with. Sorry about that, I... Wait, boss? Uh, hey, Toby. Boss, finally running into you. I wanted you to meet Claire. Hi. You ain't gonna believe this, boss. So I was just minding my own business, like I always do, you know? That's great. Look, I... And in walks this dame. Oh, sorry, upstanding gal. Anyway, my jaw hit the table, and not because I fell asleep like last time. Uh, so, you know me, I ordered a lady a shot. Well, after I called Frankie, of course. Uh-huh. And wouldn't you believe it? She came right over. I know. So I was thinking, no way this is real, right? Like one of the guys has to be pulling my leg. So she said, tell him what she said. Hi, I'm Claire. Claire, can you believe it? Now that's a name, isn't it? Congrats. I'm sorry, but are you the P.I. he won't stop talking about? Nope. Must be another guy. Oh, boss. He is always such a kidder. Age Grey is the best P.I. I know. The only P.I. I know. But why would you need to know any other P.I.s when you've already met the best? Look, it's my day off. I'm very happy you have a date, but... Date? Oh boy, do I wish. I need his help. Excuse me? Did you say you need his help? Toby. This Toby right here. Very funny, boss. He's the only one willing to hear me out. It's my sister, she- Nope. Nope, it's my day off. Good luck with whatever you have going on. I'll pay. I'll pay double whatever your rate is. Uh, start by buying me a drink. Thank you. Thank you so much, I- Don't thank me yet. I didn't say I'd take the job. I led the two over to the bar. Toby swatted away the silence like flies. Good thing, too. I didn't want the girl to make her case until after I got my drink. As we waited for the whiskey to pour, I gave Claire a look over. Her eyes I noticed first. Steel gray with a light behind them. They were puffy. She'd been crying. Her face was round with soft features that carried an innocence with them. Her lip quivered like her puppy had just been kicked. Her curly blonde hair cascaded down past her shoulders. A few twigs and leaves remained caught in her locks. I'll admit, I was interested before she even spun her story. Is it true you handle odd cases? Depends on your definition of odd. You have until I finish my drink. My sister, I need your help. Missing persons? No, I mean, I know exactly where she is. That's not the problem. Kidnapping, then? Not really. She is there willingly. Alright. So you don't need the typical kind of help. That's typical? For me, it is. I should start from the beginning. My name is Claire Reinhardt. My sister Sarah, a few years back, she... She had a mental breakdown. At least, that's what we all thought. One day, she is just normal Sarah. Sunshine and a beam of joy. The next, she's a wreck, crying, withdrawn, and just not her, you know? She was going on about some creature in her new apartment, 
She wasn't making any sense. She had these scratches and bruises all over her. She told this insane story. We thought- Who's we? The family. Dad, Mom, and I. Got it. Go on. So, we thought she had just been mugged or something. Like, her mind made up a story. That's something that can happen, right? It doesn't matter now, though. She was never the same after that. Paranoid and anxious. One day, she comes back to me and tells me about this place, this group of people. Apparently, they had all experiences like hers. Different, but just as, if not more, strange. They built this place. They all pitched in and bought some land in some forest. I mean, I've heard of things like that before, of course. Some hippie commune, living off the land, going vegan, crystal meditation. A bit weird, but I mean, who am I to judge, right? Has to be better than working eight hours a day at a job I'm not valued or seen in. Anyway, she told me she was moving there, she told her story to the guy in charge, and they agreed to let her in. I thought it was a bad idea at first. I mean, who even are these people, right? But Sarah, once she made up her mind about something, there was no stopping her. I learned a while back just to go with it. I should have tried to stop her. Her first year there, I made her promise to call me every day any sign of anything weird, and I would drive the 10 hours to go and pick her up. To my surprise, nothing weird happened, at least nothing she told me about. She came back to visit for the holidays, and she seemed so much better. It was like, for the first time in a while, I had my sister back. But there was more. She had this calm, almost serene presence that hung around her. Eventually, we all just accepted this new Sarah. The drink's about empty, so... Last week, I decided I was going to go and surprise her. I dug up the address and drove out there. It was fine. At first, she was surprised and a bit upset I just dropped in. I was almost turned away at the gates. They have these massive wooden gates all around the property. Point is, I was eventually let in. It was exactly what I expected. Everything was handmade, hemp clothing, crops, beaded necklaces, all that hippie shit. I half expected there to be like one male leader with like 19 wives or something. It was different, but not alarming until later that night. I couldn't sleep. I woke up to chanting and the smell of burning wood. I made my way outside. In the center of their little village, there was this stone table. Behind that was this massive bonfire. Everyone was dressed in robes and gathered round in a circle. Except for Sarah. She was dressed in a white gown and laid on top of the stone surface. The chanting came to a stop. The leader, I guess? He made some wacko speech about the time being nigh and all that. He said something about the harvest being upon them and something about the full moon. Now, I've seen enough scary movies to recognize a cult when I see one, and the beautiful woman in a white dress, she is like, always the sacrifice. So naturally, I freaked out a bit. I was overheard and chased barefoot through those woods. I barely escaped my life. Please help me, I think something really fucked up is going to happen to Sarah. Uh, I hate cult cases. Fine. I'm in. 
Gotta hit the head first, though. Hey, boss. Do you mind? You don't pick neighbor urinals, but... Claire. She's something, isn't she, boss? Uh-huh. Beautiful gal. So kind and caring. You don't say. Not to mention, so patient. Mm -hmm. The way she retold that story? <laughs> no way. I couldn't do that. You know me, boss. I'm not much of a talker. She told that story just as passionately as the first time. Nearly word for word, too. No way I could repeat myself like that. Especially something that emotional. Wouldn't be able to do that. No chance. Anyway, she's great, isn't she? I was thinking about inviting to... Well, boss? I wanted to leave Toby behind. He was reliable, sure, but just as likely to dig us further into trouble as he was to breathe. And this whole job smelled of trouble. But I walked there, and it didn't sound like Claire had a car. Toby was also one of the best drivers the city had to offer. She gave us the address, and just like that, we were off. A few hours later, we reached the middle of nowhere. It was the kind of place that GPS kept away from. Roads were little more than dirt paths that soon turned into trails and then into just forest floor. Toby, of course, didn't struggle to navigate the off-road directions Claire gave us. Just like she said, we pulled up to massive wooden gates. They were expertly carved out of pine. I couldn't tell whether the imagery carved into the woodwork was supposed to be vines or flames. Perhaps that was the point. A blue four-door car that screamed normal sat parked off to the side. That yours? Yes. This was a bad idea. We should just leave. They'll, they'll recognize me. I was probably just blowing things out of proportion, right? <sighs> One way to find out. Plus, we forgot to fill up on gas. Look, nearly empty. I guess we are. Wait, but boss... At the very least, we have to run in to grab your keys if we're gonna make it back. Right, I was in such a panic. I didn't have time to go back inside and grab them. Everything happened so fast. They should be in Sarah's place. Kitchen counter, wooden bowl. Could, could you possibly... No, this is your sister. You're coming with us. Right. You're right. I shot Toby a quick glance as I stepped out of the truck. We worked a few jobs together at that point, so he knew well enough when just to play along. Still, I was thankful he didn't let Claire know the truth about his car's gas gauge. Now, Talbot, I know what you're thinking. How did I not see it earlier? I could point out that I was drunk at the start of all of this, or give the excuse that I'm a sucker for a sob story. Truth is, I did see it. Claire was a great actress, I'll give her that. Even if Toby didn't tell me how she retold her story exactly the same way, I would have found it suspicious that she ran barefoot all that way, and her first stop was just some bar. 
Something was up. What I couldn't figure out was what. I needed to see this through. If there was even a chance that some of what Claire told me was true, I couldn't just walk away. This place could have been gathering people. People like you, Talbot. People who just recently woke up to the nature of the city. Now that was reckless at best and sinister at worst. Plus, I couldn't tell if Claire was in on it, or if she was doing all of this against her own will. The sun was nearly set as the orange and red hues washed over the wood, causing the filigree to seem like it was on fire. We stood in front of the large wooden gate. I approached. The gates were slightly ajar. Low chanting could be heard on the other side. We crouched low, hiding behind a few crates and wicker baskets. Claire stayed in my shadow, clinging to my coat like a lost child. Toby hid a few feet away from us. Like Claire had said, the entire village had gathered around a stone table. However, Sarah was not, in fact, laid down on the concrete slab. Instead, she stood before it, leading the chant. A stone idol of a tornado sat in the center of the table. I switched my mag out for a spare I kept in my jacket. What are you doing? Can never be too safe. Now, quiet. Brothers! Sisters! We wait no longer. We cower in the shadows no more. For in the darkest night, we shall be the spark. The bolt of lightning that flashes a light in the faces of those who lurk. Thunder shall herald our arrival. Hark and rejoice! Under the full moon, we will summon the eye and stand under its brilliance. Blood will open the door and rain Wash away our sins! Stone and flesh shall be one, and with it so shall be our salvation. Listen not to the lies spun in desperation, for only the storm speaks the truth. Only the rain knows your heart. Only the thunder speaks with certainty. Sarah! I thought you said she was the sacrifice. I thought she was. Well, she doesn't look like some helpless victim to me. Hey, boss. Something's happening. Blood of the willing. A man in the crowd approached Sarah. His expression was calm, and his body language showed that he was sure of his actions. Without so much a word, he knelt down before the stone table and bent over it. His gaze was fixed solely onto Sarah. Do you give yourself willingly to the god of storms? Moon has your witness. The chanting started up again. I didn't hear his response, but I could guess his answer. With a quick flash of her wrist, a dagger shot out from Sarah's robes. The blade cleanly sliced into the man's throat and blood spilled onto the stone as his body slumped forward. Boss, we gotta do something! Give me a moment! The clouds parted, and a full moon illuminated the entirety of the village. Blood of the wise! 
an old woman made her way to the stage, assisted by a younger villager. She was placed before Sarah, next to the limp body of her previous sacrifice. Do you give your blood to call the storm? More chanting. Another quick slash and the old woman joined the man in death. Not even a full moment later, the clouds began to swirl. Thunder roared and lightning streaked across the sky. I felt a gentle hand on mine. Claire's hand. In an instant, the soft touch turned into a vice. With pressure and a twist, my weapon fell from my hands. She fumbled, but managed to pluck it from the air and spun it around on me. What are you doing? Up, both of you. I raised my hands and followed her instructions. Toby followed suit. Claire? What are you doing? Shut up. To the altar. Move. The entire village turned to look at us. Sarah smiled warmly. Sister! Behold, she has brought us not one, but two lambs. The storm's blessings are bountiful this night. What's going on? Claire played us, Toby. Are you even sisters? We are all brothers and sisters here. Is your name even Claire? So what's the plan here? Sacrifice us to some rain god? Is that it? Storm. God of storms. Eh, I don't know. Less of a storm, more of a light drizzle. Blasphemy! Calm, sister. The brilliance of his light is not for the doubters. You should rejoice. For you get to be a part of the opening of the door. You get to usher in the age of the flood. You are honored this night. Uh Uh-huh. I'll pass. Are you afraid? Eh. A little. I gotta say, you you gotta put this whole cult thing down. Could use a few skulls, though. I mean, what's a cult without a good skull, am I right? Still, stone altar, dead bodies, full moon, dark robes... I would be lying if I said it wasn't a bit shaken. Frankie always told me- Blood of the frightened shall call the downpour. Ugh, great. You had to do him first. We're gonna be here all night. And now I'm gonna be soaked. When the last drop falls, the door will open, and Yeah, that's great. Since we got some time, you mind if I ask you a few questions? We got time, right, Toby? (coughs) Yep, I'm I'm good, boss. See, he's good. What's wrong with you? Hey, I said we have some time, not all night. This door, where is it? What? Where does it... Do you not understand what's happening here? Trying to. His understanding matters not. Thidal could always use more blood. Bring that knife near me, and I won't be the one bleeding, sweetheart. The knife isn't important. The blood is. What? Yeah, that mag is empty. Claire didn't have time to respond. Lightning crashed down into the idol. Turns out, the ritual was less of a last drop of blood than more of a... a bunch of blood. Most of these cult types aren't as powerful as they would like to believe. A few of them might be able to make it rain or cause your closet to just be a little bit darker. That said, whatever they were doing, it was some heavy stuff. 
Just above the idol, something formed. A crack. Honestly, that was the only way to describe it. A crack in reality. It was jagged. The air itself had been torn. It distorted everything around it like a heat mirage. The cult's attention snapped to it. A few of them fell to their knees, while the rest looked shocked. It was as if deep down they were expecting a show, but not for it to actually work. I took the chance. In a quick motion, I turned, disarmed Claire, retrieved my gun, switched the mags, and leveled my weapon. Claire lay in the mud. Sarah's eyes pulled away from the Terran reality just in time to see me pull the trigger. The idol cracked and then began to crumble. A wave of force pulsed outward, knocking me and everyone else to the ground. Their god did not like this. The breach snapped shut. Clouds angrily moved above us. The moon became obscured once again. The entire village was plunged into darkness. Lightning began to strike all around us. The cult scrambled to their feet. Their movements were like still frames, only caught with each burst of illumination. That's our cue. Come on, Toby. Okay, here we go. I held Toby to his feet. One of his hands clutching at his throat, trying to stop the steady stream of blood pouring from his wound. I grabbed his other arm and we made our way towards the gate. The mud was slick and our steps were slow. Fires began to spread. Straw roofs lit ablaze by lightning. Panic and desperation swept through the compound, screams mixing with the sound of thunder. You! You ruined everything! She was like a different person, no longer the commanding cult leader. Mud and blood stained her dress as she rushed us. Her eyes were filled with an unhinged anger. Her dagger raised high above her head as she screamed in fury. She wanted a taste of her so-called god's power, and perhaps he obliged. A bolt of lightning struck her, and her anger turned to agony, and then to silence. We made it back to the truck, and after much effort, I was able to drive us home. All while I watched their compound burn in the rearview mirror. That's the thing about the city. Some days it's like a sudden storm. Dark and looming. It'll threaten to drown you with never-ending downpour. Other days it's like a fire. Bright, unpredictable. And it'll burn away your entire life, leaving nothing but ash. Either way... Just like a storm or raging fire, the city and its nature can't be controlled. And that's pretty much it. What? That's it? What happened to Toby? Uh, to Claire, I have questions. Yeah, Toby was fine. The amount of blood he must have lost... Wasn't a problem for him. Trust me. Right. City stuff. I'm guessing. Probably something like infinite blood, or something equally strange. 
Something like that. What about Claire? And the cult? No idea. With any luck, all of it burned down in the fire. Claire included. Not sure I'm that lucky, though. Yeah, it's been years for me, and she still hasn't come looking for revenge, so there's that. I see. I do have one more question. What It'll was... have to wait. We're here. Oh. You ready? No. Let's go. This episode is a Dark Papers Entertainment production. Showrunners for the episode were Christopher George and Dalton Lewis. This episode was written by Christopher George. Script editing was done by Dalton Lewis. Dr. Charles Talbot was voiced by Christopher George. Lucian Donahue was voiced by Dakota Hamlin. H. Gray was voiced by Michael Williams. Tobias Toby Casson and various cult voices were voiced by Kevin Lezinski. Claire Reinhardt was voiced by Morin McGunkel. Sarah was voiced by Abby Luzinski. Hello, listeners, patients, and or Clear Minds employees. Chris here. It can never be stated enough how thankful we are for you. That won't stop us from trying, though, so thank you. If you like our show, please tell your friends, your family, and the shadow creatures that haunt your dreams. Rate our show on the app of your choice. It really helps us reach a wider audience. Also, come say hi to us on one of our socials. Links in the description. Until next time, stay safe and stay sane.